Hello, dedicated DJS listeners, this is Joey, the newest addition to drinks, jokes, and storytelling. You can now watch Joel, Mark, and Richie bust balls, tell jokes, and shoot the shit live every week on YouTube and Facebook. That's right, we're coming for all your senses. Sight, sound, and next will be smell. Follow our Facebook page, Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling, and subscribe to Soul Joel TV on YouTube to see us live every Wednesday. We'll see you there, and don't forget, the first one's on us. Do it again. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world. You're listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. The martini, shaken, not stirred. Don't try and church it up, son. You can't handle the truth. I am big. The picture that got small. Your first one's on us. How cool was that? Welcome to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. I'm your host, Mark Rigadon, and with me as always... Richie Byrne. And your producer, Soul Joel. That was awesome. Yeah, that was some professional shit right there. Wow, look at that. Shout out oh. to our new producer, Joey St. John. Behind I, I'm going to say it again. Why do we need Joel? <laughs> boom! Boom! 30 seconds in. Boom! Shots fired. It's great to see Richie Byrne 12 minutes later. <laughs> right I have to set up my drink. <laughs> it's called a steel-toed boot to the nuts. Uh, <laughs> so, so how do we start every show? <laughs> busting Joel's balls, and then we somehow move on to a drink. But before we get to our drink, we have a very special guest that I think we should bring out so she can talk drinks and talk jokes. We have a super special guest, Missy yes. Hall, everybody. Missy yeah, Hall. Missy Hall. Hey, everybody. Hey, Missy. Thank so you. good to have you. Hello. Missy, where are you chiming in from? I am chiming in from Wilmington, Delaware. Beautiful. All people are in lockdown. Yes, everybody is in lockdown. How many how many people are sick in, in Delaware? Not that many, right? Um, I think compared to how many people there are in Delaware, it's not that many. But, right. <laughs> but I, I I stopped watching because I felt like I was you know how people that are been in prison for years make little hashtags on the wall? We're <laughs> doing that with who's sick. So I haven't been immersing okay. myself. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's exciting, man. That, uh, we, Joel put together this beautiful with Joey that we can have our guests coming on. We're actually live. Richie is beautifully lit. Richie, you look. Amazing. Did you bring the crew in from Oz to light you? I, do I look good, really? You look yeah, you like do. 10 years younger. You look younger. Now, you do only look like a floating head because everything around I'm you is black. Yeah. <laughs> He's going for the zombie look. Everybody. <laughs> Joel's losing all this weight, another 10 pounds. He's going to look like Pee Wee <laughs> with a beard. It's like the cast of Pee Wee Herman. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> You're looking good, too. Um, Thanks, so man, yeah. how, how we start every show is with a drink. So um, I will kick it off with saying um, anybody watching who is nervous about running out of booze, my wife is a genius. 
And she found this thing called First Leaf. And what this is, is you order and they you tell them what kind of wine you like. They then send you five bottles of wine for you to sample. And then they have a rating system. And then you give your ratings. And then... I'm, I'm losing Mark here. Then they send you um, wine compared to what your tastes have been on the reviews. So the more you drink, the more specific they can get. So this week, I am drinking a Pippin Plow Merlot. It is a... Whoop, that's what the bottle looks like. And this is what the alcoholic looks like. <laughs> it's actually very good. So, uh, and I usually don't like Merlots, and not just because of the movie Sideways. So, Joel, what are you drinking? I'm back on the wag drinking water, but from a fancy glass. Oh, look at you! That has stripes on it. glass. There that looks like summertime barbecue fun glass. Hey, I'm trying to stay positive, right, Richie? <laughs> <laughs> now that we have video, Joel's going to come across much funnier. He always, <laughs> he always makes faces. Part of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Joe actually hasn't lost any weight. There's an actor playing him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Richie. What drink do you have, Daddy? I am also drinking frozen water, and I have Johnny Black around the frozen water to help cure the ice cubes. Yes. So it's all about the ice cube. <laughs> Richie is somebody who loves a good hydration. Yes. <laughs> Missy? I am drinking a Smirnoff ice. Black. Nice. This has been in my house for two years um, in the back of the refrigerator. And I thought tonight was special enough that well, I could bring this out. Missy, three more of those, and you'll end up in the back seat of my car. <laughs> yep, cheers. If you keep looking in the fridge, you might find a Zima. I, I hope. <laughs> I have jeans in there. That would be so good. Three, three Zimas are, as we called it in high school, second base. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody wound Richie up. He's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, loving it. Can I tell you why? Yes. I spent the day, uh, the other day I spent, I waited a week after, remember I said I was the first person to get laid off because of this virus, right? First yeah. person in New York. So I waited a week like you're supposed to do before you can sign up for unemployment. And it turns out now they waive that after the week. They waived the waiting a week. So they're killing the system and I can't get my unemployment. It, oh boy! The, I I filled everything out online, and then it said that I had to call a number, which you never have to do. And I called a number, and you can't get through on the number. And once you do, you get an automated voice saying, "Go sign up online." Richie, and then you, you go online and says, "You already did this. Call this number." It's like like something out of a Marx Brothers movie. So, if anybody has any idea about unemployment, please get in touch with me. <laughs> Very important. Maybe some All the people watching. Yeah. <laughs> can we put a? Uh, can we put Richie's email 
up on the thing so people can start emailing them. <laughs> <laughs> well, but get in touch with me on Facebook or I don't care. RBshow11 at gmail.com. Somebody gave it up. Oh, I don't well, most of the people watching already have it, Mark. <laughs> Here comes Dick Pick Central. <laughs> yeah, and don't don't start badgering me, Kate Ann. <laughs> hey, do you guys see the live comments? That's exciting. We're actually live, so we can see them. That's I don't see any comments. Why don't I see comments? Because you're on your cell phone. That, there's a whole other reason, but uh, Brian Flamer said. <laughs> Brian Flammer said, Joel has a girlfriend and Mark's drinking wine. The apocalypse is here. <laughs> and Richie so, uh, can't figure out his computer. Richie. Yeah, that's nothing new. And Richie, no. I heard about that you can't get unemployment if you haven't been employed. Like I <laughs> No, I know. I did the whole self-employment thing. No one cares. No Can one cares. we just laugh? Yeah, but you know, they may waive that, Missy. They're, okay. they're gonna do things for people. They're not gonna just let you. You'll see. Yeah. Uh, You're going to have to. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if we're all staying home and not working. It's going to be a it's going to be a rough one to pay that bar right. tab. Right. Um, <laughs> so I guess uh, the next part of our show that we always do is we tell a street joke. Now, I just worked with Missy. Uh, it was our last show before the great quarantine of 2020. And uh, we were in Conia, Ohio, and uh, we actually had some fun, and we told some jokes at the end of the night. Um, so, Missy, do you have a joke that you would like to tell us, or do you want to tell one from that night? I'm going to tell that this is one of my favorites. Um, this old couple, an old farming couple, were laying in bed one night. The husband reaches over, and he grabs his wife's breast, and he says, if this thing gave milk, we could get rid of the cows. She just laid there, didn't say anything. He reaches over a minute later, he grabs her ass and says, This thing laid eggs, we could get rid of the chickens. She just laid there. A few minutes later, she reaches over, she grabs his dick and says, If this thing got hard... We could get rid of your brother. <laughs> ah. I love it. Yes. Boom, boom. Ta -da. <laughs> oh, my God. When you said uh, if this thing gave eggs, I got all excited because I need eggs. I'm trying to. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's the matter? You can't get eggs? Yeah, I went to the before uh, everything happened where it went crazy. I went to the store and there were no eggs at the store. They were out of eggs, toilet paper, and milk. Not really. They weren't even out of toilet paper here, but um, there were no eggs. So um, I went online and asked people if they had a suggestion for, uh, you know, uh, egg substitutes. And you would be surprised how many people wrote shitty comments because everybody's so pent up. <laughs> what, what about just that egg white stuff? I don't have that either. What are you trying to Make a cake. Oh. Uh, well, why, why, why can't you go to the store? You can go to the store. Yeah, I, I probably could now, but I didn't want to. <laughs> I had all the shit I need. I just thought maybe there'd be an easy substitute for eggs. And it turns out, yes. 
It turns out you can use yogurt or applesauce. <laughs> Why do you go to the store and get eggs? I don't ever want an applesauce omelet. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, the 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 point of me not going to the store, Richie, was because uh, I'm trying to stay home. Right, you're you're listening to your governor. Staycation champion, two weeks in a row. <laughs> shout, Have you not left the house, Mark? Uh, we was. Here's what I don't know, uh, and you guys, none of you guys are in New York City, but how, I don't know how people in New York City are surviving. I at least have a backyard I can go out in, yeah. uh, you know, and like let the kids unwind some. Well, energy. You, you you can go out in New York. You just can't. Nothing's open, pretty much, except for essential places. But you can like go for walks and stuff. You right? can. Yeah. No, you can. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah, they are going to start coming down on you if you're not six feet apart, though. Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> Shout out to Gino Vento who just tuned in. He said, all my favorite people, and he has eggs, Mark. Ah. We'll have to, we'll have to all get together uh, when this shit's over with. Have a barbecue or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. so, so, Missy, I, I got a couple questions. Let's steer clear of the, the pandemic as much as possible. I feel like everybody's uh, that's on everybody's mind. So let's talk. Let's talk some fun. Uh, how did you get in the comedy? You have a very interesting story because <laughs> yeah. you, your first time doing stand up, you headlined a theater. I, I did. Really? I, I didn't know any better. So um, I was like an actor and director and singer in my hometown at a local theater. And for years, people kept saying, you're funny, you should try stand-up. You you're funny, you should try stand-up. And then I did. And they're like, well, you think you could do a 90-minute show? I'm like, sure. Because I didn't know anything. So we did. And um, recorded it into an album at my first show. Wow. And it made the first round of Grammy nominations. Yeah, I was about to say it. That was uh, made the first round. That's pretty impressive. Uh, so then, when you decided to get in the stand-up, how long until you got really serious? Oh, that's the part that was interesting. That all happened, and then I learned about how you really do stand-up. Like I didn't know that. Okay, well, we do this, so now I'm a stand-up comic. Ta-da! And it was probably, you know, I did a couple more local shows, but it was probably at least six months later before I started going out into the world and doing my five minute spots on showcases and going, and then probably another maybe eight months to a year before I got to my first host. <laughs> Here we go now. Here we go. That was too much attention on our guest and not enough attention on the burn unit. Can I tell you what happened? Can I tell you what happened? Any anytime I get a text or, or anything, it the phone falls. And Joel just posted something and it came up so Joel, bam, and it fell. So I don't know what you post. Stop posting shit, Joel. Well, uh, and was, you can turn your phone on Do Not Disturb. Well, don't try it now. I don't know how to do that. Okay. Someone needs to teach me how to do that for the next show. 
Well, all three of you, Mark included and Missy and Richie, you guys all have a theater background, and then you guys got into comedy. And Missy and I have a vocal voice singing background. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, almost have the same exact story, except that I didn't put out an album as for a Grammy my first time on stage. But, you know, silly me, I wasn't that confident in myself, but apparently you. I didn't even know. Richie, I was, I'm in Delaware, in a little town in Delaware. I was like, oh, okay, this is how you do comedy. Then I right. started actually doing comedy. I'm like, oh, no one cares that I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, now, when you started to get into doing stand up for real, were you hitting like what was your s city club? What was the, the 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 venues you were hitting? I think mostly it was um, the comedy cabarets at first in Marlton, New Jersey, and Northeast and Doylestown was, and of course that's not a home club because there's really not a lot in Delaware. But I, Andy Scarpati kept putting me up at his clubs. So that was the first time I had real experience with, with real comics coming from New York and all over the place. That's where I learned to host. That's where I learned what a light was. I didn't know any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And that was that. And then um, I think so that would be the place where I had the most. Cutting your teeth. Occurring. Yeah. Yeah. And so then you started working, and how quickly did it did you go from uh, new comic to headliner? Because you started headlining pretty early. I did, and um, and I think I think I just started um, at a good time in my personal life to have material that we that resonated well with people. I don't think I'm a particularly skilled comic <laughs> or any like I'm no better than anybody else. But I think the time lined up that I didn't start comedy till I was in my late 40s. So my material, I think, just hit. So people wanted to hear more. So I kept getting booked for more time, I think, pretty quickly. Nice. Yeah. Now, both of you guys do musical theater. What's, uh, what's your favorite? What's your favorite show to do? I got to be Love It and Sweeney Todd, and I loved that. Okay, that's, that's good. That's very good. My favorite show that I did was or probably, wanna do. Say what? Or wanna do. Well, probably um in a musical, I played the major general in P Pirates of Penzance in college, and that was a lot of fun being 20 years old and playing like a 65-year-old guy. <laughs> um, West Side Story, I played action and really loved that too. So cool. those are probably my two favorites. Cool. Do you that's have a drink? Say what? Do you have a dream role? Um, not really. No. Sweeney Todd, maybe? Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. <gasps> I could, would love to see Richie. We do could that. do it. <laughs> we could totally do just yeah, the, we could. In the fire on love, but we could totally just do a, a, a scene. We could. Yeah. I saw Angela Lansbury and John Cullum on Broadway in, when I was uh, sophomore in high school. To Sweeney Todd when it was that was amazing. Oh wow, yeah. Um, Joel and I can play dead bodies. Oh, <laughs> no, Joel, Joel can't. <laughs> I can't even play a dead body. 
I why is that? that why is that dead body watching those people? <laughs> why? Why did that dead body just applaud for that song? <laughs> um, if yeah. I could tell a story, so uh, last year we did a fundraiser. The three of us, uh, Mark did it the year before. Uh, we were in the dressing room with Richie, and uh, a person comes in and goes, "Excuse me, are you Missy? I just want to take a picture." And Richie just turned and goes, "Now I'm good. I don't need a picture. Now I'm good." <laughs> Enough of this double headliner bullshit. <laughs> Um, yeah, the double headliner. I love the double headliner. <laughs> double headliner. Okay. Hello. That was the same night, and she doesn't believe me. My friend Janine Lamana. Shout out to Janine Lamana. We yeah, were talking to some some guy from Wagner, Joel, and something came up about Janine, who she's been on Broadway in like nine, ten shows. She's like. And there was a guy there who was a Broadway freak. And when I said Janine Lamana, this guy was like, you know Janine Lamana? And he wouldn't leave me. I said that too because I'm a huge, I was stalking her when she was in Seussical. Oh, really? Because I saw her, she came to see me like a week later in a show. And I told her that story and she didn't believe me. So now I was like, Janine, these people are going nuts because I knew you. So she's a really talented girl, very talented woman. Good friend. <laughs> Missy and I did a show uh, before on the run of our weekend. We were with Joel, and it was at a, at a community center. And about halfway through the gig, uh, I went on stage, and the audience, Missy just went up and crushed. And I go up, like hard. I go up, and they're just staring at me like, I actually said at one point, I go, I get it. I'd rather have Missy back up here, too. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. My favorite part of that night was when a woman at the show was talking to us ahead of time and was talking about the show that had been so horrible the year before, or years before. And she was saying, she's like, this? Guy started making fun of this man who was cold and then he called out somebody else who had just gotten divorced and it was awful. She was talking about all these things that the horrible comic had done, and Mark and I are like, Oh, oh, that's awful. We would never do anything. Cut to Joel turning around going, That was me. It was (laughs) (laughs) the only reason why I was like the only the only reason why I did it last year, didn't do it last year, is because Giannis got married and I missed it. So I, she was like, no, he wasn't here last year, thank God. She goes, I hope it wasn't any of you guys. She walked away and go, it was me. <laughs> That's funny. I, I absolutely adore, adore when things like that happen. When as a comic, you're sitting there like in your own shit. It's such a such a horrible moment when you're just like, oh, that's me. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, and, and you know, you guys can all probably t- uh, you know attest to this. You never remember the gigs that go completely right. You show up, you have fun, get paid, leave. Joel, there's, there's a that. reason you don't remember those gigs, Joel. <laughs> you can't remember what hasn't happened. <laughs> 
Back to you guys. <laughs> Joey, Joey, mute me. Mute me. I'm good. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. What? <laughs> he muted me. <laughs> I'm telling you guys right now, if we had a Twitch channel and we were all playing a video game together, we'd have to go back and play like Donkey Kong and Richie wouldn't get past the first level. No way. <laughs> I was good at Donkey Kong. Were you? Yeah. If you yeah. could just get the computer running. Do you guys remember? Is there like a top three or a top one worst gig that you've ever had? Yes. Richie, let's hear you, buddy. Oh, I thought we were all going to answer first. No, 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 um, no. Answer. Yeah, Richie. I was, I was doing a, <laughs> I was doing a tour. It was Greg Morton. Shout out to Greg Morton. Uh, had gotten all these college shows back in the early nineties, and when he was on the East Coast, he hired me to open for him. And so I wasn't on any of the posters or anything, you know what I mean? It was just, he brought me in. So that that was brutal. Those shows could be brutal. And if I were killing, Greg was such a great guy. If I were killing, he'd sit in the back of the room going, keep going, keep going. You know what I mean? He was just such a, he was such a pro. And um, he taught me so much. So one night I'm doing a show and the guy actually introduces me. The kid from the school goes, all right, you know the guy on the poster? He'll be up later. This other guy's here first. I don't know who he is. <laughs> I, I don't know if he's funny. But uh, I'm missing my favorite show because of him. So let's bring him out. He doesn't even say my name. Just let's bring him out. So I go out, and it's a hard gig. And I'm trying, and I start to get them. I'm doing okay, and I'm trying. I'm about 10 minutes in. I'm starting to get them to come in. And all of a sudden, a group of guys walk in to the room, and they sit in the back, and they start doing this noise where they're going, gung, gung, like all of them, like really loud. It must have been something they had in school. And, and they, the whole crowd starts doing it. And they just totally aren't listening to me at all. And I go, all right, I give up. I go, I'm going to bring up your headliner. And when I do, a couple of people start clapping. So, so I go, you know what? I go, screw you guys. I said, I'm going to stand up here and tell jokes until you give me an applause break. So the longer it takes for you to give me applause, the longer it'll be before the next comic comes up here. So I'm going to tell a joke. And if you guys don't applaud, I'm going to tell another joke. And we're going to go on from there. They so I tell, right there. <laughs> I know I tell I tell a joke and they gave me a standing ovation. These bastards. <laughs> that was the least friendly fire. Uh, and, friendly. and you know what's funny? Usually, if I had a bad set, I would just go right to the car, and Greg would meet me at the car. He would because I didn't want to see anybody, and I didn't want to put up with it. For some reason, this was like the worst show ever. I wanted to see how people were going to treat me. And I'm standing next to Greg, and Greg killed, and I'm standing next to Greg, and people are literally coming up, and they're talking to Greg. They're like, you were fantastic. You were so funny. Thank you so much for being here. And they look at me like I have leprosy, like they're moving away. They're like doing this. You know, like, oh. Nobody even gave me like a hello. Like, it was so weird. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, shout out to Tom. Tom from yesterday or uh, from last week is on uh, the, in the chat room. Uh, shout out to him. Uh, hey, Tom. Live. How about you? I told the, the Ku Klux Klan story. I told the uh, when I was in Columbus and they expected Chappelle. What I do notice is you always remember your bombs and you love telling the bomb stories. Yeah. Nobody, nobody wants to hear the time you killed. Oh, no. Right, 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 right. Um, Just like with Tom, when we were talking about gambling the other day, you only have great bad stories about losing. You don't have good, good stories about winning. Right. Yeah. If you have a good story about crushing, everybody around you goes, Ugh. Oh. Missy, <laughs> what's yours? Oh, I, there are, it's hard because there are three that I, like I refuse to go down. You know, when I'm in a bad situation, I'm like, I am not going down like this. So I, I didn't know where you were going with that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she is married. So <laughs> married. Well, we'll have one more Smirnoff and let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> like, if it's your birthday and she has enough tequila. Yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> she might get to fifth base. Yeah. I, I, I think one of the worst, I was hired to do a Christmas party and it was a solo show, okay? And it was for a company. I walked in and nobody talked to me. Like a DJ said, oh, are you the comic? And he told me where the microphone was. Thank God, I was like, is it wireless? So then I could at least go around the room because the room was shaped like an L. There was nobody there that cared at all that I was there. The owner of the company comes out and says, hi, remember last Christmas for the party I surprised you guys with a comic? Well, this year, it's a girl. And then he just hands oh. her phone. <laughs> and I was like, uh. Oof. And then everybody just turned around and started drinking. So I'm like, I'm not going to stand here and tell jokes. So I, thank God, I was like, like I said, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going down like this. So I just started going up to people and I found out who knew each other and just started finding their jobs. And I just roasted the whole crowd. We ended up, I ended up going for an hour and a half. Wow. We all nice. like, hey, tell them about this time. So I would just put them on the mic. I have never sweat so much uncontrollably <laughs> in a crowd. But that was, I think that is the hardest I have ever worked so that I could come out not crying. You know, not crying. Wow. Always doing your time. Missy, I just had that two weeks ago at a parent-teacher show. Did you? And, yeah, and it was complete the same thing. No one like really introduced me. They just handed me the mic. Yes. So I had to, I had to follow the raffles. They were all going, and nobody was listening. Nobody. And I was supposed to do forty-five. Yeah. Like twenty-five minutes in, in the middle of a joke, I just go, you know what? You don't really want me to be here, and I think I've had enough. And I just walked off. Really? <laughs> There was a, there was like a little run like after 9/11 where there were a lot of shows where they showed like a horrible video of like somebody who passed away and, and they're raising money for him and they're like and now the company of Mark yeah. it's like oh Mark, I I had one that I was booked for and, and I swear I got a wink from the universe or heaven that day because it was a show I thought and it was a benefit to raise money for um, sickle cell, okay? When I got there, what I didn't know that it was also a memorial for a child who had died. Ooh. 
and they hired a comedian and there are these pictures and these videos of this nine-year-old girl that had died oh. and her whole family was there. Oh and, my God. But I'm telling, and I was like, half my jokes are about kids. I'm not gonna talk about my kids being a pain in the ass to a crowd of people who are right. here to mourn a girl who lost her life. I'm like, okay, so I'm just like rewriting things. I've got a cocktail napkin I'm like writing on. Yeah. As if by magic, they had, they had a keynote speaker that was actually going before me. That oh was a researcher. I'm like, oh my God. And she was late. So they brought me up and I do 10 minutes and thankfully, I had 10 minutes of clean stuff, not related to kids that were then as if from the heavens, somebody waves at me from the back and they say, the doctor did get here. Would you mind if he went up now? I'm like, no, I think oh, we can bring up the doctor and close with her. And I made everybody give her a round of applause and I tapped out. <laughs> Woo, that was scary. But I that, oh my god, that's like oh. the worst. Everything in your act is geared toward you know what really pisses me off about my kids. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, I, I was like, okay, so I just oh, they invited me back the following year. <laughs> Tom, oh, Tom, Tom Bannis said one of the uh, you know, the, the worst bombs ever was um, uh, Bill Burr. Bombing oh, yeah. at the Opie and Anthony Festival in, in in Camden, right outside Philly, it's because they boo they booed Dom Herrera. So uh, right after that happened, there was a thing going around Philadelphia where everybody thought that was what crowds are supposed to do. Oh, so every, yeah. It was before I moved, and uh, every time I played anywhere near Philly, they would just start booing before you would even get on stage. I was doing a golf club, and I got brought up. And as I walked to the crowd, not only were they booing, people were yelling, you faggot. They were saying the worst stuff you could imagine. As I'm walking, they didn't even see me yet. Like, I got to the microphone. I go, you called me that? You didn't even see me. And I, I was like three minutes in, and I dropped the mic and said, I'm done. I'm not were doing that shit. Were you with your lover? <laughs> I was Kevin Downey Jr. He was mad <laughs> He's mad because I wouldn't give him his socks back. Oh God, was that was that your worst bombing ever? Uh, uh, well, that one was it was like almost laughable. The worst ever was when I was in Columbus and they thought I was Dave Chappelle. They built it up that like Dave Chappelle was stopping by the club and it was an urban show. And they go, "This next comic is originally from Ohio, but he moved to New York and made a name for himself." The place went apeshit. Oh, they thought no. Dave Chappelle was walking out. And then when they announced me, they just started playing Phil Collins. I can feel it coming I walked to the to the microphone in complete dead silence. That all of a sudden you hear over top of the, the silence, you just hear from the back. That's all you're hearing from the audience. Oh, and some guy actually yelled, "McCain voting, looking motherfucker!" Oh, and that's when I uh, walked off stage to the same song. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, 
Richie, why, why don't you tell your story from, I think it was three weeks ago when, when you, you were doing a, a fundraiser. You didn't know what it was. They switched the venue and you ended up showing up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, I got booked with Jackie Byrne. Shout out to Jackie Byrne. And, Shout out uh, to Jackie Byrne. And um, we, we were doing this gig in, in Jersey. And on the way to the gig, the booker sent us a text saying they just moved the venue. <laughs> He's like, no. this guy's driving me crazy. They moved the venue. It's no longer there. It's here. Some other place in Jersey. So, all right. So I got there early because I was coming down from the Catskills. I was working at Villa Roma. And I figured I'll get the show is at nine. So I figured, let me get there early. I'll get changed. In a, you know, I'll find a men's room. I'll get changed. I get there, and there's all these signs outside about some guy for Congress. I'm like, what? why are these signs out here? So I go in, and it turns out it's a political rally for this Republican congressman in Jersey. And I'm like, what the hell is that? I, I go, am I in the right place? They're like, yeah. So the guy who set it up, I don't know where he is, but there's two boys, there's two kids running the thing in the front, and they're like real serious. Like, it was a little weird. So I go, listen, I need a men's room. I got to get changed. So I go in the men's room to get changed, and I can hear the guy's giving a speech. And he's talking about this country, and everybody's clapping. And when he finishes, he goes, okay, I'm done. How, what do you say we keep the show going now? And he goes, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the one, the only. And I'm like, oh, my God, is this guy bringing me up? I'm in the men's room. Get, get. And he goes, Joe Piscopo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and Joe Piscopo comes out and he does Sinatra and then he goes into material and, he, and it turns out he's he's a, he's a Republican did you know he's, he's a conservative he's got his own radio show and he I gotta tell you he was great he was great he but he went on for like 45 minutes and Jackie and I are in the back and we're like we need to talk to the guy who set this up right now. <laughs> and and the kid goes, ah, shit. <laughs> and the kid goes, oh shit. <laughs> so the kid goes, he's in the audience. Joe he goes, no, let me text him. He says, what do you guys want to know? And we're like, how much time are we doing? Like, what do we do? What do we do? Why are we following Joe Piscopo? So the guy says to do 15, do 15 each. So I turn to Jackie and I go, how much are you getting paid for this gig? And she tells me, I go, do 10, I'll do 20. So she goes, okay, thanks. So Piscopo finishes and everybody in the crowd rushes the stage. They want his autograph. They're taking pictures. And the, and the DJ's going, hey, guys, there's more show. Hey guys. Hey guys. <laughs> which is which is exactly what you want to hear. Yeah. So that goes on for like a half an hour. And finally they sit people down. A lot of people were leaving. People were in the back talking to Piscopo. And they go, okay, let's bring up Jackie Byrne. It was so screwed up. They ended up being really nice. And Piscopo was great. He's a great guy. But it was just so funny. I'm like, why are we following Joe Piscopo? <laughs> the good news is uh, it, that was probably an easy follow. I've seen his act recently. <laughs> no, he was good. He was really good. 
I'm out of booze. I think we're going to have one more story. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, one second. We actually have uh, Joey St. John came up with a, a new segment. Um, obviously, this whole pandemic has caused an uproar and, and, and uh, people going crazy. So uh, Walmart, people have been going storming the, sh uh, the stores, trying to get everything they need. And as you see, it's brought out the finest people at Walmart. So Joey's going to bring out the funniest images of people shopping at Walmart, and we're going to give our comments. If I'm in those pictures, I'm suing you. <laughs> okay. I'm okay. glad we waited till the last minute to do this. Oh, my okay. God. Well, I, I don't know where to begin. Richie, do you want this one? I think I dated her. <laughs> I, this is a who wore it better, Richie or her. <laughs> Same tits. I just think she's in the wrong aisle. She clearly needs Monistat. Okay, so I think the one on the left, is that a dude? This is just some some mullet shit going on. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's oh there you go. Uh, <laughs> no, there you that, go. That's shotgun in my car. That's <laughs> Prince Andrew. <laughs> is that a stormtrooper? It's a beekeeper. That's, that's a beekeeper. Oh my God! Wow, that's someone who's prepared for anything. Yeah, Jesus Christ! Well, it's a good thing. Oh, there we go. All right. I got to I respect her. <laughs> I do. I respect her. Oh wow! Oh. With her kid. <laughs> I guess that ends her. That ends oh, her thing. Wow. Oh. The last, the last sweatshirt in this image have nothing to do with each other, but. <laughs> now, there you go. Here I go again on my own. <laughs> no, wow. that, that's, that's not real. That, that she looks like me, a weevil. That reminds me, I need to get pancakes when I go to the store, too. <laughs> oh. Oh, is that, oh, oh. Is that a Don't real rope? Oh, and so it's a bathrobe with the dog on it. This oh, is definitely like uh, on an Indian reservation. Yes. Yeah. I that. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I need those pants. The Grinch who stole the underwear. I was going to say. It looks like that Grinch is hungry and it's eaten away. You know, I watched The Joker last night. What'd you think? Uh, I was all right. It wasn't, you know, what'd you think? Did you see I it? Like, yeah, I like it. Oh, there you go. You know, you know that was Dangerfields, right, Mark? The comedy oh, yeah. club. The Pogos. The Pogos. Look at this. Yeah. How old is that kid to be in a papoose? I just hope but, it's her kid. Uh, well, it's nice that they found their way off the beanstalk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Wow. Oh that is a skirt God. slash tube top. Hold on. I I shouldn't have done the show with no pants on. <laughs> wow. No. European. Give him a break. Yeah, this is that's just a basic Canadian uh Walmart outfit. Look at these two. He that's gotta be that's gotta be Florida. Somewhere this near guy, the Georgia line. Yeah, this guy got busted taking the picture too. Look <laughs> at 
Yeah. yeah. I would have put my camera down if somebody that looked like him was looking at me that way. Yeah. Yeah. Oops, sorry. Shit. Sorry. He's gonna. Whoa! No, that gotta be a. Pill. No. No. She's smuggling a mattress out. <laughs> that was fun. Oh my god! I I, so, I saw the Joker. I I liked it, man. I thought it was gonna have, be more um like the other ones. Like I I thought, but I I loved it. Yeah. Did you guys? Um. So I watched the the original Batman. Um. This uh, last night with Adam West. No, no the the Michael Keaton. Uh, Michael, Michael Keaton. Uh, didn't hold up as well as I thought it was going to. I remember thinking that was the best one. No, I, uh, I loved um, the one with uh, what's his name, the British actor, um, Christian Bale. Christian Bale, yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. Here's here's from the original Batman. Let me see if I can get it in the. I have no idea what you're doing. Yeah, is that a? Yeah, it's not working. Sorry. Are they? Oh. I love him. <laughs> I had to record that little section. He goes, "Never rub another man's rhubarb." It's like it's like you knew I was going to bring up the Joker today, Mark. <laughs> no, he did. He posted that earlier. What else do you have cocked and ready in, in your phone? You don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. You're going to need a couple more Smirnoff. I was I'm halfway through Smirnoff now. Here's, All right, uh, I, I got to go. I got another podcast to do. Okay. Would you guys have anything uh, you want to plug before we go? Yes. Go ahead, Missy. Um, please, please, please check out the podcast that I'm doing with my husband. It's called The Hallway. And we have added a special series called the Corona Chronicles. And we're dropping those pretty much every day or every other day. And you can find those. So it's the hallway. And then um, please check me out on, find me on Facebook, missyhallcomedy.com. My website is missyhallcomedy.com. We're all locked in here together. <laughs> time together. Yeah. Mark? Perfect. Uh, check out on social media. Um, uh, everything's at Mark Riccadonna and, uh, I'm going to be uploading some just stuff here and there. So hopefully it'll keep people entertained. Richie that way. Yeah. Um, well come, we're going to be here every night at six, right? Monday through Friday live. Yep. So tell everybody, make sure you share this, get up, get your friends. We, we need, we need, we need people to come watch us. And also, I have a my my special came out. We put we put it out last week early. It's called Burned Out, and uh, you can find it on Vimeo. You can it's uh, nine ninety nine to buy it, and you can rent it. Uh, is there anything they need to know about that, Joel? Can we? Is, no, we'll, is, uh, we'll we'll post we'll, we'll post the link below. We'll post the link below. Burned Out. Uh, please, please buy it. It's really funny, and I am not making any money right. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys tomorrow night. Missy, thank you so much for being our, our special guest. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Goodbye, guys. Bye. Last call. Thanks for listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling.